This episode of Behind the Bliss is made possible by our generous donors. If you love our show and would love to join our patrons, head over to BehindTheBlissPodcast.com and click Give, or visit www.patreon.com forward slash Behind the Bliss. Thanks! Welcome to the Behind the Bliss Podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Okay. Hey, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Behind the Bliss podcast. Rachel and I are together and thrilled to have our guest on the show today, Candace Payne. Um, you may know her formally or informally as Chewbacca Mom. Um, her live video on Facebook that went viral probably almost two years ago, 18 months ago. And we are so thrilled to hear her story and for y'all to get to know her. So Candace, hey, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We are so, so excited. Rachel and I have probably listened to maybe like heard of you first on like the happy hour with Jamie Ivy, who Aww. we love. Um, and we have just truly obsessed with you. So when we got the opportunity to think about interviewing you, we were like, heck yes, we need to do this ASAP. So we're so excited. Oh, I, that would be awesome. Low key, my mom is like freaking out that this is a thing right now because she was probably one of your first five <laughs> Facebook live views for real. <laughs> it's so funny. Amazing. <sighs> okay, so Candace, we want to know, obviously, if people know you as Chewbacca mom, that's great. But how else would people know you? Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a church kid. I think that that's a big thing. You know, when you grow up in church, that kind of becomes your identity is mm-hmm. that, oh, She's a church kid. We don't do that around her. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm one of those that I've always just grown up in church, um, loved it for many different reasons, but I've also been wounded by church. Um, And and I think, man, you spend any time in church, you're going to find that that's true. And that's a pretty Mm -hmm. common story. Uh, but for me, I, I, I grew up in church and not only that, but like at a young age, when I was 12, I felt a call to ministry. I felt that God was going to do something in me that was big, and I just didn't have a clue what it was about, but I knew that I was gifted in singing, so I became a worship leader. Um, nice. I ended up having uh, you know, just a fun time in high school, being the only worship leader because there was nobody else to do it. And um, gosh, that poor youth group, bless their hearts. Like if y'all are <laughs> this guy. Oh, I knew three chords and it took me forever to change between them on the guitar. I remember the first time I ever led and we sang humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Do y'all remember that one? It was like, oh my gosh. I thought, well, this will be easy to lead because people will echo it. Right. Good. Right. It it was humble thyself in the (sighs) sight of the Lord. (laughs) nodding their heads with like small affirmation right right and I ended up meeting my husband which ended up uh being a forced part of a worship band at a different church that I was at so he was my drummer and amazing uh, you know got married and lived a life of of doing ministry in a church for about five years and then we started having a family. As far as kiddos, I just thought I'll never get these first years back. So 
we willingly chose to go down to one income and I was a stay-at-home mom for many years. And I still describe myself as a stay-at-home working mom that travels some, you know. So that job title for me, I didn't wash away. I didn't rub it off my resume. I didn't say, thank God that season's over. I actually, mm-hmm. I actually embrace it still and say, no, that's my, that's my main job is to be a mama. Um, I just get to work from home and, and be a little bit more Proverbs 31 nowadays. So You're talking to the it. right people. I love it. <laughs> that's funny. She's saying that because I work for Proverbs 31 Ministries. So. <laughs> that's so hilarious. There you so go. So hilarious. Um, okay, well, take us back to what was it like eighteen months ago or two years ago when your when your Facebook Live changed your life? You're gonna you're gonna be- not believe this. It's almost been two and a half years. That's oh not so. my gosh, I'm a little bit behind. It feels yeah. like hey, for me, it feels like it's just been yesterday in some days, um, and then some days I feel like I've lived ten years in these two and a right. half years, um, and I actually really do feel like that's a, a really good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've written four books in two years. Um, I've, I've spoken at multiple locations at conferences and, and at corporate events. And, um, I'm telling you, it has just been a whirlwind that I feel like I was out in the middle of the ocean on this boat. God just blew some wind on it. And I've just been going wherever he's been leading. Um, That's amazing. and in all honesty, for the first time, it's really starting to feel like the wind is is letting down, I'm able to drop anchor and kind of get the map out and, and my compass out and, and get my bearings and see where I want to go with him. So um, wow. it, it's been pretty remarkable in all honesty. Okay. The day that you posted that Facebook live video, did you ever think that it would take off and open up the opportunities it has? Well, this is kind of a, a duality to this. Um, yes and no. So I don't know how crazy you are with religion, but... <laughs> Like, where is your gauge? We don't consider ourselves religious people. We are Jesus lovers. You know what I mean? I love that. I love, well, and I am too. Listen, I grew up in a denomination, um, very much so Bible teaching. Theology was a thrust. Um, but I also grew up kind of in these events where I would feel like the Holy Spirit was only allowed if we had maybe 2,000 people or more. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like, like we'd Totally. Feel, yeah, we'd totally. be like, wow. The Holy Spirit was there. And I'd be like, man, just how do we get him every day? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so something shifted in me and I really started inviting the Holy Spirit into my every day about uh, 2014, this big moment that changed everything for me. And the week of my birthday, which was the week I posted that video, I have it written down in my Bible. It was May 16th. My birthday's on the 13th. On the 16th, God I felt like he told me through the Holy Spirit, get ready. In two years, your life is going to be at a serious crossroads. I'm going to put you into full-time ministry that you've been called to since you were 12. Um, You and your husband are going to switch some roles. He's going to be able to be at home with the kids more, and you're going to be traveling. And that's all I knew. And I mean, my husband came home from work that day on May 16th, and I said, hey, God told me this word. I said, I'm kind of even hesitant telling you. And he goes, uh, why? He said, that'd be amazing. I'd love to be home with the kids and do what you're doing. And I was like, right. okay, well, that's, that's awesome. That was May 16th. The video happened May 19th, just, wow. um, you know, a few days later than that. And literally from that video, um, to today, that has been the case. We've, we've been at a crossroads that two year mark came and, and we're really sitting there having conversations left and right saying, 
okay, so what's this next season look like? Are you going to be more with the kids and I'm going to be more of out on the road and, and being more of a breadwinner for our family? I mean, like, it's just, it's phenomenal to see that I never could have thought it happened this way. But when you're walking in step with the Holy Spirit, he tells you things to prepare you. And, right. and you know, it says that he's created good works in advance for us mm. to do. Good. And uh, because we get to hear his voice, it says that we are a sheep. And he says that my sheep know my voice. Well, because we get to mm-hmm. hear his voice, we get let in on some of those little things. We may not know what they look like, but we do have the signs. And um, wow. so it, it's kind of like it's both. I, I didn't know at all it would be through a four minute video where three minutes I was laughing in a toy mask, you know. <laughs> um, well, here's what I love about that is that it's just was so natural. Like it was laughter. It was joy. It was simple joys. Hello. But like it was something yeah. that seemed so fun, not forced, not pushed, not a, okay, this is my moment. What can I do, Lord? How can I get ahead of you? How can I force this to into reality? It was a, mm-hmm. how can I be my best self? How can I enjoy life? How can I help others enjoy life? And then boom, it happened, which is so beautiful because that's the will of the Lord, right? Is enjoyment, fulfillment, and freedom, not a forced rhythm of how can I make this work because this is what you've promised yeah. me. Well, and you know something, I, I, man, I've had two years to think about this and let's just be honest. For God to use something that I innately loved, that was not a religious mile marker for the rest of the yeah. world. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, it, it's Star Wars for Pete's sake. Yeah. And not only that, <laughs> it's the character that doesn't say a single word that we understand. <laughs> you know, it's not. Yes. We've got this wisdom from Yoda coming out of my mouth. It's somebody that's laughing it up. And, and the fact that he takes our desires mm-hmm. and he says, I will center my will and I will prosper my agenda through who you naturally are and your natural desires that are in you Mm. when you're just faithful to me, when you're just enjoying me. Um, And I think that we forget that. I feel like everybody in this world that feels a call to ministry or feels a, and listen, don't, don't hear me wrong. Some people do have that fivefold ministry where you're called to be a certain thing for the church and for the kingdom while you're here on earth. But if you're a Christian, you're in ministry whether you're doing a job at it or not, you're, you're already in, you know what I mean? You may be sucking it up right now, but heads up, you're in ministry the moment you say yes to Jesus. And Mm, that's good. And I tell you what, the big thing that I've noticed about what he's called me to do is I've always tried to see, well, okay, well, I, I like this and I may be naturally inclined that I'll do good at this. So then I try to do it and I emulate what I see other successful Christians mm-hmm. doing. And really the Holy Spirit started to convict me and say, Candace, you're digging out of the dumpster what other people have thrown away. And you're trying to put those gifts mm-hmm. on yourself and make yourself look really mm-hmm. pretty. And he said, get out of the Christian ghetto and be yourself, be who I created you to be. Wow. And I think the moment that most of us could lift our heads up and listen to the voice of God speaking to how he created us uniquely, we would find the wonder in what our destiny really is. I mean, what he says, I want to do those good works. I want to do because I've prepared them just for you. Ooh, yes, girl. <laughs> it. Wow. 
Preach it. Um, well, and just for like the person who really may not know or have seen the video, literally overnight, mm. you did not have like a week. Think about this. Like you woke up the next day and your life was changed. Can you take us back and just like <laughs> shed some light on what that was like? I mean, oh my word. You know what? I think a lot of people can have compassion for what I've gone through, but there's not very many people that can have empathy. Um, right. And, and I'm, I'm just, and I'm saying that in the most gentle way that I can, I've lived something that is really not normal. Um, I went to bed that night with nearly a million views and I started thinking, I don't know a million people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) how, how are these people watching this? And then I Googled before I went to bed, what makes a video viral? Cause I wasn't going to be the idiot that posts something next and says, Hey guys, I think I'm going to go viral when a viral video is so many view counts and all these different statistics. But Google's told me that um, a video to go viral, it had to have a million views within 24 hours. That's the definition of it. Okay. And and I thought, well, hey, I really may be going viral then. So (laughs) I go to bed and I wake up the next morning and not only did it go completely viral, it went super viral. Y'all... I had 24 million views within the time that I was, I was sleeping and no less than 15 voicemails from BBC, NPR, Good Morning America, the Today Show, you know, I mean, um, James Corden show. And then you look at uh, not only that, but it landed me in the Guinness World Book of Records for that year for the most viral video view counts within a 40 hour period. Unbelievable. Um, so crazy. It's, it's, it's not just, oh, this lady had a viral video and let's talk about it. Like it even baffles some of the people that know about viral videos. Um, I was a guest at Facebook headquarters three days later, uh, or maybe four days later. And while I was there, you know, one of them had said, we were really trying to look at when the push happened in this video. And the push is generally, um, when somebody that has a large following shares your video then you have an acceleration of the shares and the likes, and Uh then it gets really viral. But there's usually a point that push when it really goes viral because of somebody with a lot of followers. And they said that I, I, I legitimately had the most organic viral video because they hadn't seen anybody with less than about 2000 friends or followers, um, until about 2 million views. And I mean, that's unheard of as well. So, I mean, just the things that, you, you try to convince me this isn't a God thing, and I just yeah. laugh. I'm like, you don't even know what I know. It, it, and the fact that I posted the video on Peter Mayhew's birthday, I had no clue. He is the actor that plays Chewbacca. Had no oh clue. Oh, my that. word. What? I had not heard that part. That is unreal. It's a Facebook miracle. It's so many things. Literally. Right. So, so then what, like what, well, how did you process this in your brain? Like, did you tell your kids, Oh, Hey kids, mom's famous today. Uh, like what happened? Like, how did we go from there to now four books and traveling and speaking and, and ultimately like getting to publicly share like, Oh, this joy isn't happiness. It's rooted in God. You know, how did we get there? Well, I could write a whole book and talk about four hours on just the day that it went viral. Right. Um, but the emotions that I felt, um, I felt very loved and I felt very seen by God. I felt like he, he was coming through on some promises mm-hmm. that I knew deep in my heart that I, I had actually given up on and he didn't. Right. Um, 
And at the same time, I felt like Jason Bourne, like I needed to have a briefcase with lots of passports to hide. Like, I'm like, how did these people find me? Um, (laughs) uh, And at at the very same time, my kids, you know, before that day was over, I had coals on my doorstep. And I mean, I've said this a million times, and I still can't say it without crying. But they were giving my family three years worth of Christmases that we weren't able to give our kids the very next day, not even 28 hours from when I posted it. Um, There's so many things that God did in such an accelerated short amount of time. You've got to realize that, that I traveled from coast to coast from Good Morning America on that Monday morning to do the James Corden show in LA, you know, from New York to LA in one day and inside edition and, you know, um, all the other shows <laughs> that gosh, you were a working mama. Yeah, it was it was absolutely chaotic and crazy those first, well, those first two to three weeks following. Um, and I'd like to say it slowed down, and it has. But from slowing down from that to even to where I am now, it still is a very, I would say, rushed pace. And it's just now starting to feel as though there's some, there's some rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. And not to say that I haven't been intentional about rest. Goodness, Christian people, we like to really think, oh, God, I'm just praying for her. She just needs the Sabbath. She needs listening, y'all. Like, I took a whole month off in the summer. I, I, I am taking time off. It's just a pace of life that I don't think very many people live. And if they do live it, um, they learn a lot of lessons in a very short yeah. season. Absolutely. So with all this spotlight that came to you so quickly with shows and interviews and whether it's in live interviews or face-to-face or podcasts or whatever, how did you feel like you stewarded the spotlight? And what did it look like for you as a mom to then, like you said, go from at home, stay at home to then really feel like your calling was to share this joy and share the story and embrace everything that was happening? You know, I've always felt um, very appreciated and loved when I've been interviewed. And so that gives me freedom to be who I am. And it gives me the freedom and permission just to say whatever I feel like I'm supposed to say in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also had some really good advice from a friend of mine from college that I love so much. Uh, she just said, you know what, I've done a few of these interviews and I'll just tell you right now. Um, you don't say anything that you don't feel like the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go in there and you know what you're going to talk about before you even, you know, answer a question. And really it was just, it gave me the freedom to go. I'm not trapped in anything. I don't feel like I need to be anybody. I'm not. Um, and then on top of that, y'all, <laughs> I, I felt like the, the Wizard of Oz, the curtain got pulled back and I got to see behind the scenes of everything that I watch on TV and everything that I see. And it's not as glamorous as we think. Um, it's not as, there's not much as glitter and sparkle around it as it mm-hmm. seems to be. And I think that really set a tone for how I would, how I would respond to this entire season. I don't feel like God gave me spotlight so that we can Let's have Candace. Let's have more conversations about her. Like I'm mm-hmm. grateful to do podcasts like this, but do you realize that I'm able to sit at tables that I don't belong at? I'm able right. to meet with people I would never think that I'd be able to meet that are genuinely steering um, 
and 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 moving the way that we think in media in in pop culture, culture. Yeah. yeah and and here they are these are people you know as christians one one of my biggest pet peeves about our <laughs> our responses when we don't like something in the right. world is protest we protest or we boycott or we throw it away and um especially if if something feels offensive Right. And I love that we have conviction about things. I do. I really think we need to have a lot of heralds saying this isn't truth and this isn't right. But I think we're so quick to push away what the world is just trying to say, I've lived through this and I'm writing this from my experience. I've actually seen these hurts. You know, I don't think the people that are writing media and, and pop culture items that we are partaking of right now, I, I dare say they're not at a table saying, how can we tick off all the Christians in the world? Right. Yeah. I think mm. they're writing from their hurtful experiences and what they've lived and everything that is going on in their heart and soul that's questioning right now. And I feel like God's put me in a place where I can be at tables to listen to them out and not bring judgment or condemnation, but bring hope and love and bring joy and bring an authentic representation of what the church should look like. Mm. Um, so, so spotlight's great for a hot second, but I'm telling you, I know very quickly that fame is fickle. One day you're a best friend, the next day you could be an enemy to the, to the general public. Um, right. You have mob mentality when it comes to how we love uh, or how we hate. And um, so I don't depend on anything like that. I feel like God gave me this so that I could play cameo roles in the lives of some people that are doing phenomenal things in our culture, but need to know the hope of Jesus. Wow, that's yeah. so good. Well, and you wrote a book that came out in September called Simple Joy. So we know that obviously people are having you on and have seen your joy, obviously in the Chewbacca video, but now in your work, like you're writing about joy. Do you feel like people ask you like, oh, Candace, like, you know, I know where you've come from. I know some like shame or hurt or that happened in your life. Like how, how is this possible for you? And, you know, as a tagline question to that, like, have you always had this joy? And what would you say to someone who, you know, maybe feels happiness, but their happiness is rooted in things that are constantly changing. So that joy feels like it can't, you know, it can't be quenched. Like, I know you probably are experiencing all of that. So maybe like, has this always been a joy that you feel like you've openly experienced? And then what do you do when people say, where is it from? Wow. Well, you know, for me, joy, um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see myself as a joy spokesperson about three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was on my radar. I talk about joy all the time. Um, <laughs> I was more so worried about if I was going to remember the right chords on my worship team and if I was going to say something stupid in a prayer. And, and now aren't you worshiping with Mandisa, like on stage? Yeah, yeah. Like um, I was able this past fall to go on tour with her. We did 16 shows in four oh weeks. Oh my gosh. What the heck? You yeah. went from not knowing chords to like jamming on stage with Mandisa. It, it was insane. It was insane. I got to be the host for the evening and um, – I did an eight-minute monologue that I wrote and um, led worship, and and then got to sing with her in the last song. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. <laughs> right. Sorry, it's, Bunny Trail. I just fangirled. I was no. like, Mandisa, oh my god, right, right. <laughs> I told her um, the last day of tour, we all kind of just go around and say what we're gonna. It's like camp, you know. You're gonna say yeah. what you miss. <laughs> yeah. Encouragement chair or whatever you have, and. Um, I just told her, I said, you know, years ago, season five, I was on my couch of American Idol watching 
And um, here's the crazy thing, Mandisa. I said, I, I auditioned that season as well, and I didn't make it. Um, and she goes, what? And I said, yeah. I said, but I remember telling my husband, you know, I said, if I didn't make it, I'm going to find my favorite, and I'm going to root for her or him. Oh, that's said, so fun. I, I said, when I saw you, you were instantly my favorite. And I said, you know what? I said, this moment right here is not lost on me that I'm on stage with you and that I know you as a personal friend. Ugh. I said, you've been my favorite for a long time. and Only uh, God can write that story. Right? <laughs> it's insane. It is insane. Wow. It's insane. Um, so he's fulfilling dreams and, and things in me, y'all, that y'all have no clue about. I mean, like, literally, I could write volumes on it. No wonder why I put out four books in two years. <laughs> I got a lot <laughs> to say. <laughs> You're going to have a whole bookshelf at the library one day. No, no, I'm asking God for some time off. Yeah, I didn't see myself being somebody that would write about joy, but I will tell you this. um, Every piece of joy that I have has been fought for. Mm. It's been something that I've been intentional in trying to find and seek out. I've not had an easy life. Um, That's what Laugh It Up, my first book, really explains and, and uncovers is who this person is behind the mask, behind that that video that we saw. A lot of assumptions can be made in a very... 2d kind of world on the internet Mm. and you can think oh that lady probably just laughs at everything like that well i don't i really really don't um but when i do get started laughing it it is hard to stop me um but i don't find myself necessarily being somebody that would say i felt like i look like a joyful person and yet when this video happened i looked up at the world around me and i realized a lot of people a lot of people don't approach life with the tool set that I have been living for about the past 10 to 15 years. Mm. And I knew that I had something to share. And I knew that I needed to start equipping people with, with what they needed to actually live that life that Jesus promised us in John 10, 10, you know, I've come to give you abundant life and to give it to you in the fullest. And I look at that and think, man, all right, how do we do that then? Why are people, especially, especially those who say that they follow Jesus, look like they aren't joyful at all? I mean, that shouldn't be the mark of what we look like as a people that say we love God. So good. Yeah. This is crazy. Okay. And you talk about a little bit, um, or you kind of just mentioned it about how there was a season in life when you couldn't always provide those Christmas presents you wanted for your kids and you didn't always experience joy. What did that I guess we could say behind the bliss really look like for you before and maybe even after all of this with the video has happened. You know, the the life that I had before and even after y'all, I still find myself every now and then just having these moments. I could tell you last week, Thanksgiving week, we're cleaning out closets and we're cleaning out toys and and I have children that are hoarders. Like they are literally hoarders by just their nature. We are one toy away from their rooms being discovered and uncovered by a show of TLC. But I'm telling you, we were like, we got to get rid of some stuff. We've got to pull these things out. We need to donate them. We need to, you know, help give them away. And my daughter comes to me with this paper and she says, mom, can we give toys to a toy drive at school? And I'm reading the paper and, and the mission that it was working with that gives out these toys to families in need. Um, just just five years ago, I found myself in line there as well, getting toys for them. And uh, I bawled. I mean, I bawled my eyes out in front of my kids. Wow. And I said, guys, 
I said, this is the same place that I had to go get your toys from five years ago so that I could give you a Christmas. Um, there are moments still to this day, and you talk about how God just winks at you and speaks to you all day long. If you'll, if you'll just listen, like I remember being in the charity line, getting school supplies for kids. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, after the Chewbacca mom video happened, I'm on that same field at the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys stadium. And I'm now a host for an event where I'm being paid to be there and MC it. And I'm just looking at God laughing, thinking there's not a moment that his hand wasn't involved in my life. Even in the moments where I felt the, the most need and the most desperation and the most um, honestly pushed aside by God. Even in those moments, my feelings didn't dictate what his actuality is. That's so and I good. love that. Mm-hmm. That's such a good reminder. That's such feelings a good Feelings cannot be our truth. They can't, can't no. be our compass. And no. I feel like, to be honest, Candace, I don't know. I just feel, feel like this for a lot of people, but specifically for your story, I don't feel like the abundance would be as appreciated if you didn't know lack. <laughs> so good, Rachel. Because oh, there's goodness. so many people, yeah. I mean, even in my personal life, that things just work out for. And sure, like, I don't know their entire story. And so I'm not here to judge them or say, like, oh, it must be easy for you because we all have a behind the bliss. But at the same time, um, a lot of things have been given rather than fought for. And I feel like my friends and me and Mary Scott and the things that we've had to fight for in life, it's so much more appreciated when we finally feel like we're at a place where we can breathe or Mm. enjoy or lean back or find freedom because we know what captivity or loss or grief or pain or lack feels like. It's really good. Really good, Rachel. I don't know. I just feel like that is, I mean, it's just not over for you, Candice. I mean, this is not a destination. We don't reach our end goal or else we'd be in heaven, you know? So there's so much more that's going to unfold and I'm just so excited to be a part of it. (laughs) Glad that we can call ourselves podcast friends and Uh, be a part of the story. You know, Rachel and I totally understand the concept of listening to God, but what, like on a practical level, like what did it look like for you and like what does it mean to you? to to listen and hear from the Lord like do you have a practice or like I don't know like a litmus test almost of what that's been like for you I just think that's if you if you're not actively walking um you know spending time in the word and allowing God's word to get in you and all of those things it can be really complicated to understand um what that is so like what how would you say to the person who's like I want God to speak to me like how how would they do that you know what I mean yes I do so there are, there are a few things I'm going to give you. So if you're like taking notes, listening to the podcast, this is gold. I, and I rarely get asked this and I'm so glad you did because there is practical um, information that you can have. First right. of all, if you call yourself a believer and a Christ follower, Christian, whatever label you want to put on what it means to actually say, God is in control of my life. And I've realized that. And I believe everything that he says about Jesus. All right, here's what you need to do. First thing is this. You have to read his Bible mm-hmm. from Genesis to Maps. If you've gone your entire Christian life and you've not read it all the way through, you're doing yourself a disservice in knowing who God is and what his story is. Right. And you don't have an opportunity to honestly understand his voice because you haven't heard it in the breadth of how he speaks. Hmm, so I good. feel like 
many Christians, many, and listen, I was one of those, so I'm not bringing condemnation here. I was 35 before I said, I'm going to read the Bible all the way through. And now I've made it a priority to read it all the way through every single year of my life until I meet them face to face. And not just to be able to say you have and check a box, but it's because you want to understand the entirety of the story from start to finish, all of the seasons. Yeah. Jesus. That's amazing. Genesis to maps. You don't know his, his agenda until you read it whole. You don't know his heart until you read it whole. You can get snapshots of these little moments. It's like, it's like an Instagram God that you have. It's like you have the highlights of them, but you don't have really who he is and all the backstory in the documentary. I mean, Netflix document God, go for it. Mm-hmm. And you read all of it um, and do it consistently. Now, I'm not legalistic. I'm not at all. But I do find that I have some practices that help me. Um, I do fasting Fridays. Fasting Fridays for me is every single Friday I get up and I don't eat or drink until I eat from the word of God and I drink from his presence. And then I'll do that all the way to lunchtime so that I can do it every week. And that's, if you're thinking about it, that's 52 weeks a year that I've fasted. Wow. And it's just a small fast, but I do it consistently to center and align my heart back to hearing him. I think if I don't spend the time with my kids, listen, I'll go and I'll make time to have a one-on-one date with each of my children, just as much as me and my husband one-on-one date. And it's because we need that recentering, or the reconnecting, that uninterrupted, let me look you face-to-face, let me get my eyes on me, let, let me hug you, let me snuggle you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we don't do that with God because we feel like it, we can't see him, therefore it's not a priority. It has That's to so be a priority. Good. So good. Um, like you don't know what you're missing till you taste it. Oh my goodness. And then you can't live without it. Then you're like, oh, you missed one. You're like, it!" I know why my whole Saturday's off. It's because I didn't right? reconnect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Been there. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say this too, and this is the final thing that really, I think most Christians are just blown away. And I don't know why we've been deceived, but we have to stop mystifying the voice of God. Listen, if he's the one that created us to be able to think that we can agree on a word for an object. Like we all can look at the same thing of fruit and call it an apple. And therefore our minds go to that place where we're like, we're going to agree on this object and we're going to call it an apple. Why do we think that he couldn't speak to us in our thoughts? Right. He can. Now listen, those thoughts, they have to match his character found in that word that you're reading yeah. every single day. And I think that's a huge that's a huge litmus test that I think a lot of people like it has to align with the character of God because we have other voices, don't we? <laughs> we have those mean voices and those little devils in our heads, so we have to make sure they align with scripture for sure. But that's such a good point. And his his voice will never sound contradictory to his character. Yeah. It never will. Never, never, never. That is not the voice of God, that's the voice of the enemy. Amen. Um And so I feel like anytime, and that's how we speak to ourselves either, even, you know, uh, the moment that you find yourself saying, I am never going to change. I am the worst. This sin is all I do. I just always go back to this. I'm going to fail at this. That's not God speaking to you, friend. That's not how he talks. Look at the, look at his word, how he speaks. Look at Mary and Martha when he was over at her house and she's telling him what Jesus shouldn't. You should tell my sister she should get it. Well, uh, you know, try telling Jesus what he should and shouldn't do. I think you have, you know, but his response to her was, Martha, my beloved Martha. 
You know, whenever we come to Jesus and with the wrong attitude, he doesn't come to us with shame. He comes with us with conviction, but he also comes with us with knowing our name very personally, and he calls us beloved. Right. And I'm telling you, we, we have to stop mystifying these thoughts in our mind that, oh, that couldn't have been from God. Well, was, was it something that was holy? Was it something that was pure? Was it something that would bring justice? Was it something that would actually enable somebody to get to a place where they would know him more dear? Would it show your children that you actually believe what you say you believe? Mm-hmm. Then do it. That's the voice of God. That yeah. is his voice. And he speaks through friends. He mm-hmm. does speak through, I mean, like there are times when a good friend, you know that old phrase, a good friend stabs you in the face, <laughs> not in the fall. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm totally using that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that needs to happen. Sometimes you have Nathans in your life to come to you and tell you truth that you don't see otherwise. Mm-hmm. And don't dismiss it and be like, well, they're just so-and-so and they're jealous. And they're, I mean, listen, the voice of God comes through, through, through very clear in many different ways. But the big thing that anchors it all is his word and his character. And if you don't know what that's like from beginning of the word to the end of the word, You'll never know what he's really saying. And it'll constantly be a guessing game. And you'll wonder if he's got a muzzle on his mouth that you're going to hear words through. And um, look for it through Instagram scriptures and quotes. And you'll go through and you'll you'll make other theology um, out of really what you want your religious God to look like instead of actually knowing. Yikes, there you go. (laughs) She said it. Someone needed to go there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I don't want that for anybody. Yeah, I want right. you to know the real God because the deception is is that he's not good. I mean, when he comes down to it, we're told he can't be good if he allows X, Y, or Z. But what I know is that my God is good. Mm-hmm. And I have to know that and have to believe that or else all of my theology crumbles underneath it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah, I'll just say get in the word. Be consistent and then um, trust trust the voice of God. And that's where the simple joy comes from. Honestly, like connect into the vine because then the source of that joy can't be shaken from an unchanging and unshakable God. So I think that like just ties it all together with just the message that you have um, a platform to share. And I'm so grateful that you are sharing that because I can't think of anyone more joyful to share that message. So we're so just so, I don't know, all the things, grateful, happy, joyful that you, that God interrupted and blessed your life through a simple, hilarious, joyful um, Chewbacca mom video. I can't wait to link it so people can watch it. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, there are people that haven't seen it. Listen, if, if I ask people all the time, I'm like, have, when I go speak, I'm like, who in here hasn't seen it? And I'll see a smattering of hands and I know instantly their social media involvement in life and how much they care about social media. <laughs> right, exactly. Because it's kind of exactly. everywhere. You yeah. have to avoid it to miss it, you know? <laughs> That's so bad. Bless so people's bad. hearts. Wow. <laughs> Y'all need some Candace in your life. Candace and Jesus. I love it. Um, I was going to say real quick, just to kind of nudge another episode that's really neat. And I feel like you two would, wow, really love each other. There's a woman named Lori Ann Kendrick who came on the show um, 
a couple months ago, and she talked about knowing the Lord's voice and hearing Holy Spirit in your day-to-day walk. And she had this one practice I thought was so cool where um, in the moments where there's confusion or chaos or whatever it might be that's not the Lord's character that's disrupting your heart, your spirit, she just simply asks herself or asks the Lord, who do you say I am? And she just sits quiet and lets him speak to her. And she just soaks in what he's saying. Because like you said, our brain is so powerful, but our brain did not create itself. I mean, the Lord totally intricately made these little neurons and all these things to work together to bring thoughts to our mind that belong there. And Mm -hmm. so when you have that place of peace and quiet and asking the Lord, who do you say I am? Like with all this going on, who am I? And listening to those words and writing them down and clinging to them, they're not a coincidence. And so I just think, I mean, we're talking about practical practices and it's been spoken about in an episode before, but I mean, everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, daily practice. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, Philippians 4, 8 tells us whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, think on these things. Yes. Um, You know, our thoughts need to redirect. But then if that wasn't enough, you know, we're also told, uh, take every thought captive. That brings itself against the high knowledge of God. And, you know, when you think about taking something captive, that, think about it legitimately. Like you arrest somebody, you take them into possession, you handcuff them, and then you bring them before a judge. And that judge therefore declares, are they innocent or guilty? Do they um, deserve punishment or freedom? And I'm sitting here thinking, that's how we have to operate with our thoughts. We, we so have good. to make them captive and we have to say, God, is this thought from you? Yes or no? Okay. If it is, does it allow, do you allow it to roam free in how I function and, uh, and view this world around me? Or is it something that needs to be taken captive and sentenced and put away? And I think we don't even do that about ourselves. There are, there are so many thoughts about our personal lives that we are letting ourselves wallow in shame Mm. because we never take them captive and bring them to God because we're afraid that we're going to be unholy. If we even mention we have the thought and he's like, Nope, I told you take them captive, bring them to me. Let me set them free. Let me set them free or let me condemn them. And he's died for them. So he's kind of like, well, can you give me back what's mine? Because I already took care of this and you're bringing it back into your life. Giving it back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Candace, what the heck? these lies are like sin or something we made agreement to and like there has to be a point where we disagree I'm saying this all wrong I'm really screwing it up but it's like (laughs) at some point we made agreements with all these lies and they like we don't even know their lies because they've been such a part of our normal like rhetoric in our brain that we can't even discern what is true or not so it is so helpful to allow the Holy Spirit and God's word to help redirect our thinking I'm so glad we had this conversation um, sorry, Rachel, totally interrupted you. No, I was just going to say, someone give Candace a microphone more often because hot dang, <laughs> I am like sweating. I'm so on fire right now. <laughs> like she needs some shed some layers. Yeah, <laughs> Man, do it. For Let's real. Well, we hate to like completely shift gears, but I'm just now so interested in some fun things going on in your life. Like what are Do you it. enjoying? What are you reading, cooking, listening to, dancing to? Like anything that makes you so happy besides a Chewbacca mask, what is it? Oh my gosh. It's going to sound so lame. Um, bacon. bacon. Like I really love bacon <laughs> right now. I probably shouldn't admit that, but like 
like such a happy part of my day. I was I looking it. forward to this morning because I knew I had bacon left in oh, my fridge. Oh, and not enough to like making breakfast, but like I wrapped a pork tenderloin in bacon and oh, bless it. it. Thank you, and Lord. It's in my pot right now. So basically I'm having pig pig wrapped in pig for dinner tonight. Um I'm here for it. I don't I'm telling you, like it's it's I okay, on my Apple TV, I know this is gonna sound lame as well, but I love those apps that have winter scenes where it's snowing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And, like and the sound of crackling fire, even though there's no fire in my house. <laughs> Like I love those candles with wooden wicks, so yes, that they the wood wick candles. Yes. yes, and so you know, I find myself creating these little spaces that um, can make me feel like it's more of a winter than it is here in Texas. Um, and so I love that uh, because Texas lies. It is it is a lie. It says it's December coming up on the calendar, but it does not feel like it. Um, and then on top of that, I just. I really love time to get my house in order. I mm-hmm. think that that's such a reflection of where my heart and my head is sometimes is how clean my house is and how put together and organized it is. And like I said, last week we were decluttering and really donating some things and getting rid of some stuff. Um, but I feel like that for a lot of people is overlooked or maybe you feel like I can't have a lot of joy because I've got this hanging over my head that I still have to do. And I walk into a house that's like this. And and I would just say, start creating space and create, create margin for joy. And for me, that looks in how clean my house is right now and, and the things that I'm doing to make my house a home a little bit more intentional than I've been over the past two years. So, Wow. That's some good stuff. It is. And we just cannot thank you enough for just taking the time and being with us today. Where can everyone find you? Um, We'll obviously link to both of your books, or I guess all four of your books um, in our show notes, but where can everyone find you and keep in um, touch with you and all your fun, joyful moments? Oh, the easiest place is my website. It's candacepain.me. And uh, the, the thing I always say is just don't put an I in any of it. There's not an eye in Candace, not an eye in pain. So CandacePain.me. And um, actually just launched a new web store this week. We got some fun shirts and stuff. And, awesome. you know, I'm just always trying to think of things that people would like to do for their family or or maybe something like little happies, little happies that you could just get. So if it doesn't make me happy, I ain't, I ain't selling it to you. So Okay, it. and shameless plug. Y'all can find her on Insta too because I had so much fun watching your cute little model faces with your new crocheted hat the other day. <laughs> so you say yeah. website, but I say if y'all want the real deal, Insta is where it's yeah. at for Candace. I'm telling you that is the realest of the real is Instagram. I love it. I love it. Um, you can find me in a unicorn onesie at chick-fil-a one morning who knows i saw that too oh i can't wait for that i cannot wait for that getting to know candace and the behind the bliss of her real life was so much fun today and i hope you guys had so much fun too listening to her and her background her story and her overnight fame and success it's really fun to hear her story how it all unfolded on accident and how the lord fulfills his promises to us I'm just so thankful for all the hope, the wisdom, the laughter that we were able to share with Candace today. She is so special. 
If you wanted to watch the video we kept mentioning today, or you want to learn more about Candace, her book, and a few things that we mentioned on today's show, head over to our show notes at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. We're linking everything that we talked about, mentioning a few highlights, and also attaching the videos for you guys to laugh and share with all your friends. If you loved today's episode, we would love it if you headed over to iTunes and left us a review. We love saying this reminder at the end of every show, just in case you haven't headed over there yet. It's so special to us to be able to read what you're thinking about our show, to read your encouragement and your kind and loving words. But more than that, it gives other people an opportunity to find our show that might not have come across it before. We would be so grateful. If you're interested in becoming a patron of our show, a co-contributor of Behind the Bliss, go ahead and head over to BehindTheBlissPodcast.com and click Give. By becoming a patron, you'll get exclusive content, early access to shows, and a lot of other fun material we can't wait to announce. We are so thankful for you guys showing up, listening to episodes, and sharing it with your friends too. We'll see you next week.